0: Shadow Summit Paranormal Research Lab. This is Jensen speaking. How may I assist
1: you? Hi, this is Lisa Hancock. I, uh... I had a peculiar experience during a vacation, and I think you're the only ones who might believe me. I'm all ears, Lisa.
0: Please tell me about your experience.
1: Well, it's... I was in Jeju Island in Korea, enjoying a simple beach vacation. One evening I saw... I saw a creature in the water. It was half human, half fish, just swimming around, like... like a mermaid.
0: Mermaid, you say? Unusual. Could you take me through the sequence of events that led to this sighting, Lisa?
1: Of course. I was exploring the place, taking in the views. At dusk, I decided to take a walk along the beach when I saw something unusual. It had the upper body of a woman with long hair and a fish's tail. It was playing with some fish, but by the time I got my phone out to record it, it vanished. I mean, I don't usually believe in this stuff, but I saw it, Jensen, right in front of my eyes.
0: Very distinctive. Do you remember the exact time of this occurrence? What was the weather like? Were there other witnesses?
1: The weather was clear, a bit cold. It was around 9pm and the moon was pretty bright. I was alone though. No other witnesses.
0: Interesting. Have you experienced anything else unusual while you were there? Any odd occurrences before or after this event?
1: No, nothing odd before. But after the sighting I did hear some faint singing coming from the sea. But I couldn't see anything.
0: And has anyone around you experienced anything similar? Any locals, perhaps?
1: I heard some rumors from the locals about similar sightings, but no one I know personally saw anything like this.
0: Well, Lisa, your account is remarkably similar to two other undocumented incidences. One account talks about a half-woman, half-fish creature seen by sailors off Crete. Another is a Maka Indian tale of a fish-like creature with the upper body of a woman seen in Washington State.
1: Really similar to mine? Did they also see them playing with fish?
0: In one account, it was stated that the mermaid interacted with sea creatures, much as you described. In fact, in ancient times, some cultures believed these sightings are omens warning of impending danger. Others associated them with misfortune, while some thought of them as good luck. As a next step, begin by documenting all that you can remember about this encounter and try to record any future incidents. You may want to talk to the locals and see if anybody else has had similar experiences as they could give us a broader perspective.
1: Thanks, Jensen. Would you be able to come here to investigate?
0: Let me look into this first, Lisa. I'll discuss your case with my colleagues and see if an on-site investigation is warranted. Rest assured... We'll get to the bottom of this.
1: I really
2: appreciate it, Jensen.
0: No problem at all, Lisa. We'll be in touch soon.
2: Jensen, we've gathered here to discuss the new case you mentioned earlier. We are quite intrigued. Can you give us a bit more context, please? Yes, particularly
3: about the encounter with the supposed mermaid. Any additional information that could shed some light on this incident? Certainly. Lisa Hancock, as you are aware,
0: was on vacation in Jeju Island in Korea. During an evening walk, she saw something astonishing. A creature in the water. Half human, half fish. It was playing with some fish. By the time she reached for her phone to record the entity, it disappeared. But after the episode, she did hear some faint
2: singing coming from the sea. Intriguing. It's not uncommon for us to interpret unexplained experiences through the lens of our existing cultural frameworks. Miss Hancock could have seen an unusual animal and interpreted it as a mythical mermaid. The singing could also be explained. Maybe seabirds or the waves. Each interpretation is a reflection of the observer's cultural context.
3: While I agree with you, Victoria, that interpretations can be very much influenced by cultural contexts, we should also not neglect the elements of folklore and mythology associated with such sightings. Remember, the boundary between myth and reality often blurs. Perceptions can influence reality and vice versa. Both viewpoints are valid. A rational explanation
0: is always a logical starting point. But when dealing with paranormal activity, one must also consider elements of mythology and folklore. You'd recall the case we handled a few years ago off the coast of Crete, Syrian?
3: Yes, indeed. Similarities are striking. The half-woman, half-fish entity, and the interactions with sea creatures. The only difference, it seems, was the sighting location. Mediterranean Sea versus East China Sea. Can any correlation be made amongst these two cases,
2: Victoria? The geographical difference is certainly significant. Both locations, however, share a crucial similarity. They lie on migratory routes of numerous aquatic species. Could the sightings be linked to a particular animal phenomenon?
0: That's a distinct possibility. It brings to mind the singing Miss Hancock mentioned. It could have been a call of an animal mistaken for singing. But we also need to consider the cultural implications, the shared mythology of
3: sea creatures across cultures. Indeed, Jensen. The shared mythology of mermaids or merfolk is not just limited to Western civilization. Eastern Asia also has similar tales. Perhaps in our quest to unravel the mystery, we may be tapping into a universal human experience. Fear and reverence of the unknown represented by the deep unexplored sea.
2: So, we are looking at a possible explanation through natural phenomena or a shared cultural myth. Either way, we need more data to make a compelling case. What could be our approach, Jensen?
0: In my perspective, we follow a two-tiered approach. First, collect data on local wildlife, specifically migration paths, local sea life, and any unusually vocal animals in that region. Meanwhile, research local folklore surrounding sea spirits, mermaids, or any such water-bound entities.
3: A comprehensive plan, indeed. I can dig into the cultural and mythological aspects, while Victoria, perhaps you could look into the biological explanation.
2: Absolutely. It will be interesting to see how our research intersects.
3: Great. That's decided then. Our
0: multidisciplinary approach should provide us some interesting insights. I'll keep you posted on any recent updates from Miss Hancock. Day one. The call came in. We need you to catch a flight to Korea immediately, Jensen. Lisa Hancock saw a mermaid. I laughed initially, but the seriousness in Sirian's voice made me realize this was no joke. This meant leaving my comfortable lab in Pennsylvania to investigate an alleged mermaid sighting. Is it madness? Possibly. But unprecedented phenomena are my bread and butter. Photographic memory and a knack for algorithms have led me down some strange rabbit holes, but this, this is new. Still, should it hold water, it will be one of our biggest breakthroughs. Intrigue, a supposed half-human, half-fish creature, prompting wide-eyed awe and measurable fear. Playing with fish one minute, gone the next, with only a haunting melody left in its wake. It's not exactly your everyday data anomaly. Connect the dots, that's my strategy. Lisa Hancock, the victim of the sighting, could have seen anything. I set out to isolate variables. The location, Jeju Island, Korea. The suspect, a mermaid, a mythical creature embedded in humanity's collective subconscious, I knew I needed to split my investigation. Natural phenomenon or shared cultural myth? An unfathomable task? Perhaps yes, but my life thrives on challenges. I step off the plane onto Jeju Island. The air sizzles with salt and a sort of energy that tinges the wind. It's a small island dominated by a towering volcano, lush forests, and the ever-present sea. The mystery at its heart? A mermaid. My first step... To sit with Lisa Hancock, I ask her to recount her sighting and the moments leading up to it. Her reply, trembling with barely held back fear and awe. It was beautiful, a dream. One moment it was there, playing with the fish, and the next, it was gone. Lisa's description of the creature, the playful interaction with the fish, and the singing, it was all spectacular, no other word for it. I knew I had to dive deeper. If it was a misinterpreted local animal phenomenon, I had my work cut out for me on this diverse and vibrant island. This situation started to remind me of the unidentified fast radio bursts we detected in deep space not too long ago, seeming to come from an intelligent source but with no identifiable origin. Both scenarios full of phenomena we don't fully understand echoes of a reality that exists parallel to ours, Seen only in fleeting whispers. Just as I was wrapping up my meeting with Lisa, she mentioned a local fisherman who had also claimed to witness something similar. Shockwaves ran down my spine as Miss Hancock's mermaid tale suddenly had corroboration. My initial strategy of wildlife investigation would now need to change a bit, now that I had another witness. I prepared my technological tools. Echolocation devices for mapping the underwater environs, UV and infrared cameras to capture any unlikely creature. I started with investigating the beach, the site of the supposed sighting. My echolocation scanner picked up dolphins not too far off the coast. A possible explanation for the mermaid and singing, but still uncertain. Later, upon returning to my makeshift lab, an email pinged on my laptop a local archival document detailing similar sightings from centuries ago. This was no longer an isolated case. History was repeating, and it felt both thrilling and unnerving. Day two, as the sun rose again on Jitu Island, I got news that startled me. The fisherman who was supposed to meet me was found unconscious near the shore, with whispers of a siren's lullaby still lingering on his lips. The news shook the local villagers. Suddenly every rustle of a leaf, every wave crashing on the shore was a harbinger of doom, a siren's call. I wondered what Syrian and Victoria would make of this. They'd find the fisherman's tale evocative, a combination of cultural myth and evolving patterns in sea life migration. I remembered Victoria mentioning something about sea creatures using complex vocalizations during migration. Were these mermaid sightings mere coincidences during these migration periods? As I pressed the fisherman for more details, I was met with resistance. He mumbled something about a curse of golden pearls, a local legend about a mermaid guarding a hidden treasure trove. A traditional myth or a clue? Only time would tell. Standing on the edge of the shore, hearing the eerie whispers of the waves sent chills down my spine. It felt like the sea was alive, watching, whispering about things we were not meant to know. The fisherman's tale of the mermaid curse and the archival document from the local library was a revelation, linking the modern sightings to a centuries-old myth. I had to quell my fear. The unsettling moments only underlined the severity of what we were dealing with here. I was deep in uncharted waters, now more sure than ever that I was onto something big, The revelation of the older sightings raised further questions. Was the mermaid tied to this specific island? How frequently were the sightings reported? I needed to dig deeper into the archives for more data. As I turn off the lights for the night, the glimmering sea outside my window seems to glint maliciously. I've stirred the depths, and now it's watching me, biding its time. I feel a shiver of anticipation. I need to find the bridge that connects logic and legend. As the line between myth and reality blurs, one certainty remains. Jeju Island and its mysteries remain less known. Good morning, Syrian Victoria. I just returned from Jeju Island, Korea. I was there to investigate a claim made by Lisa Hancock, who insisted she saw a mermaid playing in the waves near the coast at sundown. She even recorded it briefly before it disappeared. I've never encountered anything like this before.
3: Ah, the myth of the mermaid. This is not the first time we've come across such a sighting. The belief in water spirits, especially those connected to feminine beauty and haunting songs, is found in cultural narratives across the globe. It's captivating, no doubt, but we need to determine the veracity of these claims.
2: Are you suggesting, Syrian, that a myth is repeating itself here?
3: Quite possible, Victoria. Victoria. In many cultures, water spirits are symbolic intermediaries between man and nature, embodying the paradox that water is a source of both life and potential danger.
2: How did the witness describe the mermaid, Jensen?
3: Lisa initially
0: described it as a beautiful dream. A half-human, half-fish creature, which interacted playfully with fish. Remarkably, after it vanished, she heard a faint singing from the sea.
2: Interesting. It suggests the possibility of a misidentified marine creature. Dolphins, for instance, can often be found off the coast of Cheju Island and are known to use complex vocalizations.
3: Asterisk interrupts asterisk seductive narrative, don't you agree, Jensen? The singing, the playful interaction with the fish, the swift disappearance. More than that, another
0: fisherman echoed a similar experience. He was later found unconscious near the beach. He spoke of a siren's lullaby upon waking.
2: That is unsettling. We're dealing with either a collective mass hysteria, or there might be a rational explanation rooted in animal behavior for these supposed encounters.
3: Or perhaps both. Mermaids have always been associated with danger, seducing sailors to their death. It could be that these rational encounters with marine creatures get overlaid with the potent cultural narrative of mermaids, leading to what we're seeing now. Victoria,
0: you mentioned something about sea creatures using complex vocalizations during the Migration period. Could these sightings be directly linked to that?
2: Certainly possible. The timing of these events certainly seems to hint at a connection to migratory patterns. Quite
3: intriguing. A myth being brought alive by the inherent instincts of these creatures. It's like nature itself reinforces our own cultural narratives.
0: The fishermen also spoke of a curse of golden pearls. A local legend regarding a hidden treasure guarded by the Mermaid. I'll need to look deeper into this.
2: That sounds fascinating, Jensen. A touch of wealth and danger never fails to add allure to such legends.
0: I intend to revisit the historical archival in light of this new development. I
3: need to find a pattern, a clue, that resolves this surreal puzzle. This certainly proves one thing, Jensen. Jeju Island is more than just an island. It's a world of its own, teeming with stories waiting to unfold.
2: This has certainly given us a lot to think about. Exploring this deeper may help bridge our understanding of these types of phenomena.
0: Thank you both for your insights. I'll reflect on everything we've discussed and will aim to deliver my final report soon. I've embarked on a strange and intriguing journey. Let's discover where it leads us. With the amalgamation of field investigation, cultural knowledge and scientific evidence, I declare this case solved due to the following reasons reason one the half-human half-fish entity and the singing from the sea can be logically explained by the presence and behavior of the bioluminescent plankton prevalent around Jeju island reason two the timing of these sightings coincides with the annual phenomenon of the blue tears indicating a strong correlation between the two reason three The existing local folklore and legends likely contributed to the interpretation of this naturally occurring phenomenon as a supernatural occurrence of a mermaid sighting. Case report signed. Dr. Liam Jensen, Shadow Summit Paranormal Research Lab.